Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. I'm Hayley Kearns and I'm here today with Neil, my friend, co-host and colleague. And other stuff. And other stuff. <laughs> How are you today, Neil? I'm, I've never had such a wonderful, well thought out introduction <laughs> in my life. Thank you, Hayley. I feel quite special. Oh, good. That was definitely my intention. So, we are, in this episode, we're going to look at visualization that's our theme so visualization is a a a, a big part of of a lot of mindfulness but it's it's one of the key principles well i don't know if it's a key principle but it's it's one it's it's something that very helpful it can but again it's a very personal thing isn't it because if you are asked to visualize something so for instance if i asked you to visualize an elephant Whatever you visualise. The wandering mind elephant. Yeah. If you visualise an elephant, the elephant that came to your mind would be very different mm. than the elephant that came to my mind. Mm. One would be mm. grey and one would be white. It's pink, actually. Oh, yes, it's pink. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't remember that from if the... I'm uh, asked, if I'm asked to picture an elephant, I always picture the, the Dumbo. Uh, you know, in Dumbo drinks. Uh, what does he <laughs> I was on the Tibetan Sabbatha meditation yeah. elephant. We and I was in pink, yeah, pink yeah, elephants yeah. on parade. Pink yeah. elephants on parade. Yeah, okay. So anyway, yes. Yeah, so visualization. Go very well this episode. Yeah. I can see. <laughs> so visualization, visualization is a very personal thing, but being able to to use visualization as a, a mindfulness tool can be very effective. I'm struggling to get pink elephants on parade tonight, right? But yes, you're right. It is not for everyone. I no. find this when we do the workshop. Some people will say, "Oh, I've no imagination that I can't visualise things." Other people find it really helpful, really easy. Mm. I suppose it depends on you yourself and whether you consider yourself kind of imaginative, creative, that kind of person that can easily build those pictures in your mind. Yeah, and some people naturally do picture things in their head. So, in some of the previous practices that we've done. That's why I say bring a person to mind or bring the name of somebody or just the thoughts and because some people very quickly like I can see photographs more easily than I can actual people. And it's different for everybody, isn't it? Um I have an anecdote about that, so I told you okay. earlier, didn't I? So yes, this was from a, a workshop I was delivering recently for a, a group of adults and we were discussing this. And one of the people on the course said, um, whenever I experience a difficult emotion like anger or sadness, I think of my sister. And my sister is really talented, really able to beautifully wrap gifts. So I imagine taking that difficult emotion as a gift from her that she's wrapped in beautiful pink ribbons, really ornate, elaborate ribbons. Um, And that helps me then to acknowledge and to sit with that difficult emotion because it's actually the visualisation of the sister and the gifts and all the pleasant thoughts and exercising that neural pathway in the brain that helps then take her attention away from the difficulty and, and place it in somewhere more helpful. Oh, yeah, I like 
like that. It's a nice mm. one, isn't it? And and I um before I found mindfulness and looked, you know, researched and did all the, the work and the, the qualifications that we've done to do with mindfulness, I have always hated going to the dentist and without realising it, I used to use visualisations if I ever had to have um, you know, a filling or a procedure or something. So I would imagine as I lay back in the dentist chair and close my eyes ready to be drilled or whatever horrendous thing was happening, um, I would imagine that instead of love, sitting... Love and kindness yes, to dentists who might yes, be listening. Um, who I would imagine that, that sitting in that chair as I was, you know, reclining back was actually not the dentist chair but was um, like a sun lounger at the side of a pool on a holiday oh, and that kind of I think I always used to do that because it calm I felt calmer yes and the sound of the drill was just the gentle yeah, breeze and yeah, the palm trees swaying yeah. about yeah, okay. yeah but it helped me and I think you know it, it's a good it's a good episode for us to do because if that if we do a practice and we do a visualisation, you can quite quickly see whether it is something that is helpful to you or not. And we've touched on the visualisation slightly a little bit when we did the difficult emotions, when we were picturing people and things. Yes. Um, but yes, will, and it will, it will occur again in other, in other episodes. Yes, definitely. Okay. You'd like okay. to hear my story. I would. Yes. Okay. So this is a story called Heaven and Hell. I want to know about heaven and hell, said the samurai. Do they really exist? He asked Hakuin. Hakuin looked at the soldier and asked, Who are you? I am a samurai, announced the proud warrior. Ha, exclaimed Hakuin. What makes you think you can understand such insightful things? You're merely a callous, brutish soldier. Go away and do not waste my time with your foolish questions, Hakuin said, waving his hand to drive away the samurai. The enraged samurai couldn't take Hakuin's insults. He drew his sword, readied for the kill, when Hakuin calmly retorted, This is hell. The soldier was taken aback. His face softened, humbled by the wisdom of Hakuin. He put away his sword and bowed before the Zen master. And this is heaven, Hakuin stated, just as calmly. It's a story, I think, that illustrates the teaching of Thich Nhat Hanh that we might have mentioned in previous episodes. He said, are you happy? Are you living a fulfilled life? If you can't touch happiness now, when can you be happy? Happiness is not something you can postpone to the future. You have to challenge yourself to be happy right here and now. If you want to have peace, joy and happiness, it's only possible to find it here in the present moment. And of course, in the present moment, we all have all the conditions of happiness available to, to us. Um, the skill, where we need to be skillful, is in the way that we place our attention. So when the samurai placed his attention on anger, the seeds of anger grew. But when he placed his uh, attention on the seeds of gratitude, of understanding, then they were the seeds that grew within him. And that was the heaven that he saw. So the conditions of happiness are here for us, right now, in this moment. And we're not always very good at finding those or uh, focusing on those, are we? You know, quite often in life it's, oh, I'll be happy when I get a promotion in my uh, job. Deferred I'll be gratification. Yeah. I'll be happy once I lose the weight. I'll be happy once I can, mm. you know, achieve this. And, and it's about, you know, if you're always stretching out when you're going to be happy and, and putting mm. conditions on it, 
rather than just but, accepting yeah, Eric with being yeah. alive in the world at this moment yeah. with eyes to see and yeah. all the kind of conditions of happiness, the air that we breathe. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's accepting what we've got. So we're going to try today for our practice, I'm going to do a visualisation. And again, it's important um, when we do this just to kind of go with what comes into your mind. Don't agonise over it. My um, lovely, lovely mum, who, who does mindfulness, finds visualisation really difficult because she can be quite indecisive. Mm-hmm. So, um, what, doing in doing this, only sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, doing this visualization with her at some point in it, I'm going to be, um, we're going to be visualizing ourselves walking through woodland, and we're going to choose a tree to sit down by. And and, and when we got to that point with my mum, she found that really difficult because. She couldn't pick a tree. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> pick a tree, so, any tree. Yeah. So then, yeah. So the lady that was leading the um, lady that was leading the visualization knew this about mum, so she was like, "Just pick a tree, the nearest tree," because she knew that she'd be stood deciding on a tree. Mm, so the thing is, the positive from that is, my mum was able to picture a woodland very clearly, but oh. just couldn't. Choose a tree. So really, the, the message. So, <laughs> so the message behind this is just not to overthink it. Just to well, it's, you're kind of straying into striving territory, are we? Yes. It's about non-striving. Yeah, we're gentle. not looking for the perfect tree. Yeah, not the perfect tree. Just a tree. Um, <laughs> so it's just it's just about keeping you know an open mind and um, just acknowledging that you know you might be able to visualize this this quite clearly you might you might not but if you know we get into the visualization and you're finding it difficult we just acknowledge that and you just return to your breath and then try again to get back into it that's the idea um it's it's about try it trying it isn't it i'm looking forward to this mm-hmm. i do find these very relaxing <laughs> as well as insightful of course you awake I, this is it. <laughs> it's a balance you have to have relaxation and awareness. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so with that in mind, as always, we're going to find ourselves the position that we are most comfortable in to do our practices. So that may be lying down, it might be sitting in a chair or on a cushion, wherever you feel that you can be still and, and comfortable. Keeping our legs really uncrossed and either down flat or placed on the floor. And then that just stops us from getting those aches and pains or pins and needles that then take our focus and make us have to uncross our legs. If we sit in a relaxed position to start with, we're less likely to, to get the fidgets. And you tell I do a lot of mindfulness with children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but if we do, you know, if, if we you do... fidget, the microphone yeah, picks up all your squeaky chair. If we, do, if we do feel the urge to fidget, our attention is taken by that. As always, we just acknowledge it. And then we move on. So into our comfortable position, allowing our hands just to rest on our laps or on our stomachs, and just gently allowing your eyes to close as I invite our singing bowl. Just as the sound of the singing bowl fades, just bringing our attention to our breathing. Following the path of our breath as we breathe in 
and out. Just making that conscious effort just to allow our whole body just to relax. See if you can, as you're breathing in and out, a few wrestle breaths, just see if you can. Relax the fingers and your hands, make sure your hands aren't tensed. Relaxing your shoulders, maybe make the effort to push those shoulders down and release any tension in your stomach. Trying not to tighten your muscles, just allow them to relax. As you're breathing and out, just following the natural pathway of your breathing as you're breathing in and breathing out. Following this path just for a few more breaths. Just allowing yourself to just focus on that breathing. Letting go of any anything else that, that may be in your mind as much as possible. Just for these few moments, we have nowhere else to be, nothing to do, just to be, just focus on that breathing. And as we're focusing on that breathing, just want you to imagine that you're standing at the entrance of a forest or some woodland. Just see if you can picture trees ahead of you and the path that you're standing at the start of and as you look up you can just see through the, the leaves sunlight just filtering through the leaves in the sky maybe see if you can notice the breeze gentle breeze just moving over your skin And then just moving just gently along the path into the woods. Noticing trees on either side, maybe a stream you gently hear. It's very quiet woodland. Only sounds you can hear are the sounds of the birds and the gentle rustling of the leaves and the crunch of the pathway as you walk along and as you walk just a little further into the forest you notice a, a tree just in a clearing perfect spot to just sit and have a rest so we just walk over to the tree, just settling ourselves down at the foot of the tree, sitting in a relaxed position with our backs just touching the trunk of the tree, just resting against the tree. We feel at peace, we feel calm, sitting in our relaxed position and again, feeling the trunk of the tree against our back and aware of the light trickling through the leaves above us. 
sounds of the woods around us. Just resting here for a moment. And as we do, just notice just ahead of us in clearing a deer appear. Gentle creature, making hardly any noise. And as we sit completely still against our tree, deer approaches us, relaxed, not threatened in any way. And as it stands just in front of you, notice the calmness of the creature standing so still, just looking at you. And as you look at the deer, notice its eyes just so trusting and kind and judgmental. Hold the gaze of the deer just for a moment or two. Just as you filled with that overwhelming feeling of happiness and gratitude, the deer just slowly backs away back into the clearing. And we're left just sitting at the foot of the tree. Feeling the gentle breeze on our skin, some quiet, relaxed woodland. Then, when we're ready, we just stand back up and move ourselves quietly and relaxed back along our path, back to the entrance of the wood. And bringing our focus now just back, just to our breathing, to the breathing. Now following the pathway of our breath, till we hear the sound of the singing bowl. And then when you're ready, just gently move your body and give your arms a stretch and just open your eyes and then we will see how that was for you again it's, lovely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an interesting one this because everybody's experience of that will be completely unique some people it'd be really interesting to hear whether you could visualize the wood um, and whether you know because sometimes when we do the visualizations like this I find that I picture somewhere that I've been, so I picture the woods behind mm. my house. I can't picture a fictitious woods at all. How mm. about I've you? I've had this conversation. This is a familiar one. Yeah, I'm, I'm the opposite in that I, to, to make, you know, we have this idea in mindfulness that things you either have a positive connection to mm. or a neutral connection to or an aversion to. Please don't tell me you've got an aversion to deer. <laughs> No, 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 no. But I find it hard to think of a real place that I have either completely positive or neutral. Right. Okay. Yeah, I get with. what you mean. Yeah. So it's for me, it's easy to think of like a, a desert or kind of a clear blue ocean that I have no connection with that's right. completely neutral, 
um, because then I don't have any kind of other thoughts drifting in. Okay. Whereas if I thought about a place I visited or a place I know, it's going to have positive aspects, but inevitably there's going to be other kind of challenging uh, thoughts that will drift in. Mm. I thought we talked about this before. We um, have many conversations. They're not all recorded on the no, podcast, no, though. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I live in the moment. I it is in interesting, isn't it? Because I, um, yeah, I, I, I find it really difficult. So when somebody says, "Imagine you are mm. on a tropical island in the middle of the sea," I can't do that because mm. although I have been on a tropical oh, island, a beautiful mind yacht out in the Caribbean. I, I, I find that difficult. I need to picture somewhere. Real, I, you know, I spend a lot of time in the woods with the yeah. walking the dogs and things, but I have never sat by a tree and had a deer come towards me. But I still yeah. can picture that. Yeah. So it'd be quite interesting to hear your thoughts on that. As always, we would love to hear um, your thoughts. Do you like the visualizations? Did you find it challenging? Yeah. Did you, and if you did find it challenging, were you able to just go back and focus on your breath yeah. and still have the benefit of? the practice time with that because sometimes that's you know we always say this you can't have a bad meditation you can't have a bad practice you just take different things from it so if that visualization last thought sorry to interrupt you Brita it's one of the another one of the people I was working with this Mm -hmm. week and we talk about this oh I have no time to meditate I have no time to fit into my busy schedule but she fits it in at work so mindful walking can be done as you walk Mm -hmm. around the corridors at work and then when she sees a window she takes a moment just to look out of the window and breathe and notice what's outside the window and that's her little mini moment yeah. of meditation just to bring her back into the present moment. Yeah, that's that interesting. Yeah, it's good to have those mini moments. I, I might have said that I transformed my journey to work used to be the traffic and quite quite a stressful time in my day. Um, I always used to have the radio on and the news was always mm. quite there was always something bad going on and I really it was it was not good and then and some, visualizing now it's raining it's yeah, dark it's cold yeah. yeah it's not good so I decided to change this and um, I started to listen to audio books mm-hmm. and to be audio books of books that I've enjoyed so not always positive I'm listening to 1984 at, at the moment yeah. but um, but then that's it's read by Stephen Fry. Reading is that kind of visualization, in that it takes you yeah. away from your yeah. thoughts and places your attention on a fictional uh, reality that you don't necessarily have personal connections yeah, with. So you, you can have an emotional response to the book, but it's not about you personally. Yeah. So, so I think the audio. Yeah. So the audio books, it's taking me away from the negative news mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So that calms me, and you know I love to read. So. Um, that's quite soothing and then whenever I stop in traffic or I stop at traffic lights then I again I look out of the window and I kind of notice leaves on trees or I kind of look for images on signs and shops and things and just kind of look at the colours and appreciate that and that um, has transformed my drives to work I very rarely get road rage anymore which is good mm-hmm. I just accept that I can't. There is nothing you can do in this moment. No, I don't have my sat because I used to, which is crazy, have my sat nav on even though I knew I was going so I could look at the time that I was going to arrive and I would just get enraged when the time would move. Yeah, so I don't have that on now. I don't worry about the time because I'm on the right pathway. There when you are there. Yeah, 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 and there's nothing I can do about it, so I might as well just make that lovely use of the time by listening to a story and appreciating my surroundings. So if you have. You know, those little mindful moments. If you've got that you any have. rambling yeah. 
<laughs> anecdotes about yeah. mindfulness that you'd like to share? We would love to hear them, you know, because we, we are full of them. So it'd be nice to hear somebody else's. And as always, you can email us at onetogethercic at gmail.com. Or you can contact us on Facebook where we are One Together CIC. Mm-hmm. Or you can this go is on our website. website. Yes, on OneTogetherCIC.co.uk. But for now, this is Growing the Good. The Mindful Podcast. And we'll see you next, next time. time. This is Growing the Good. The Mindful Podcast. <laughs>